Welcome to Ask Cadence, everybody. My name is Pete Wright. I am sitting around the table here with John Patton. Hello, John. Hello, Pete. And Scott Lissett. Scott, welcome back. Hi, good to be here. You know, we uh, after last week's discussion, last week's discussion was on how do you, uh, you know, how do you deal as a project manager with, with behavior on your team that blocks the progress of your project. We had a great discussion around these, uh, you know, tips and tricks for how to deal with these channels of communication. How do you get, get buy-in? But uh, after we finished recording the episode, our discussion continued for, for many minutes and so we uh, uh, we thought it may be appropriate if we have so much to say to one another about this issue that we uh, that we bring it back to uh, to a full other episode so here we are again this week to sort of pick up where we left off uh, uh, Scott where would you uh, where would you like to start well I want to start by saying uh, this is um, such a real issue because um, it's often not technical challenges that derail a project it's people challenges. It's the teamwork aspect. And a project manager needs to create a, a uh, high performance team uh, if they want to succeed on their project. And high performance means that uh, everybody on the team needs to uh, be problem solvers, uh, needs to uh, support each member of the team and uh, offer up solutions, not just uh, dump problems out in the room and hope that somebody can solve it. Um, and um, last week we talked about uh, an example where uh, somebody uh, may be just in search of uh, trying to gain some negative traction for uh, uh, issues that could be uh, problems on the project. And um, uh, putting out issue after issue after issue, hoping something will stick. And um, uh, you may have some ideas about that, John, but uh, one that I have is um, don't let it go on very long. Um, we uh, like to recommend about three to five minutes per topic uh, during a project meeting. Uh, and if it goes on beyond that without a resolution, put it on some sort of a parking lot and um, have uh, a future discussion uh, about it. But um, uh, what we want to do is uh, recognize that, um, uh, uh, that we want to be uh, in search of solutions. We want to be in search of genuine problems. Uh, we don't want to necessarily be struggling to somehow create some negative momentum on the project. Uh, there's just really no reason for that. Uh, Scott, just, just great. The, the team members are looking to the project manager for leadership. And uh, when a person starts off like a, a broken record, you know, the problem with this project is going to be, and doesn't see acknowledgement, you can be guaranteed that 10 minutes later they start again, the problem with this project is going to be. So one of the ways to start neutralizing that uh, is this uh, five-minute rule we've put together where the project manager records. Uh, the statement. Now, if the person brings it up again, very good, it's on the chart, um, has anything changed in the last uh, few minutes with the description of this problem? Now, when you write it down, you got to write it down in the words of the person who stated the problem and get their concurrence that they agree that that's the problem. And then you move on. So that if they found another way to restate it, you write it down. And every time they morph this problem, the list gets longer. At the end of the meeting, you can summarize this list of five morphed problems, rewrite it, and say, okay, it's obvious 
that this issue has to be taken care of offline. Who wants to work on it with me? Okay, and it's going to include that guy that raised it and any other uh, volunteers. And that's a requirement, right? I mean, in terms of the, this tactic, you want to make sure the person who brought up the problem is willing to work with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can sort of see a situation, given the topic here, that somebody would raise all these problems and say, well, I don't know, this is a, this is a problem of justification. I don't, I'm just raising a flag here. Okay. But that person is going to go with you. They know most about the problem. If it's a problem about justification, you're escalating, then, uh, and it's not one where the management chain is not working. This is one where you have to visit and clarify and, and escalate. That person's got to be with you because they're the person that has the problem. Yeah, and the, uh, the uh, uh, place and the, the uh, kind of meeting that these problems are raised are important. Uh, is it during the planning session, during the um, planning meeting? Because the team needs to keep moving forward and uh, do enough work to create a complete and thorough project plan. And you only have so much time to do that. Maybe you've got people in from other offices around the country, around the world, and you've got to stay focused. But uh, what about during a weekly status meeting? Uh, we want to keep these short. We want to keep these painless. We want to identify genuine issues uh, necessary to control the project and then figure out how we're going to deal with them. We don't want to have two, three hour weekly status meetings where they turn into gripe sessions uh, for no reason. Uh, better to handle an uh, issue offline, as John said, let's capture it, let's document it, but then most importantly schedule another meeting to deal with it so that people uh, can have confidence that when they come to the weekly status meetings uh, they're going to be uh, kept short and kept focused. Those half-hour status meetings derail those in a heartbeat. Yeah, Peter, an anecdote. I, I had an associate once who was uh, uh, pretty uh, culturally uh, just kind of uh, uh, very open and direct. And I don't recommend this, but I want to share it with you. He would start out uh, uh, in, in the kickoff uh, meeting by conditioning the team. And I've heard him say this, uh, where, he, where he would say, um, you know, I expect problems to be found on the project, and the earlier we get them, the more friendlier they are, and, and we'll work to get them out of the project. I also expect criticism, and let me know, and let me let you know my position on criticism. I view criticism accompanied with alternatives as a sign of intelligence. And if you're criticizing something we're doing on the project and you offer at least an alternative, then I'll thank you, we'll look for some more, we'll make a decision. However, if you offer an alternative, a criticism without alternatives, my immediate judgment is that is a sign of ignorance and an inactive mind. So I will ask you to think about your criticism until you generate alternatives and, and, and bring it forward. And that was the way he talked. And I don't recommend you know, that same tone in today's world. However, I do recommend sensitizing the team that criticism of the project has to come with alternatives. And if you say, we're doing the project this way, we need to be doing it this way in this particular part, that that will always be taken seriously. 
Again, uh, back to a, a theme that we've echoed over the last uh, several weeks, that if, you are, uh, if, if you're responding to criticism in this way, it, it shows a great deal of respect for, for the work that you're doing for your criticism, not just that you're torpedoing the project. Thanks for uh, wrapping up this conversation uh, in so far as we can do it. This has been Ask Cadence on behalf of Scott Lissett and John Patton. Uh, my name is Pete Wright. We'll be back next week. Thank you.